0: Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Someone made a statement one time that when you preach and convey the Word of God, you can either make someone feel bad, they don't have what you're talking about, or you can make them want it. And in the first years of my ministry, unfortunately I mastered the art of making people feel bad. They don't have what I'm talking about if they don't have it. That is that is the last thing that I want to do. I want to preach in a loving spirit. But at the same time, you consider how so many Christians in this world today may not be applying and may not have what God is offering in so many ways. So I do pray that I can preach this with the right attitude this morning. You know, in ballroom dancing, there is such a huge difference and the role of the man, and the role of the woman. I wonder how well this analogy would go over 50 years ago. But I think we can share it today. And Because there's really something here to this that's going to help us today. Because I tell you what, in ballroom dancing, the man is as busy as he can be. He is actually a multitasker. I'm going to ask you women to give it up for the men because the men multitask in ballroom dancing because they are scanning the floor and they are watching the floor and they are looking at other couples and they are watching which way they're twirling and which way they're going next. And they are guiding and they are working to make them to go into just the right space and and adjust the right area according to what everyone else is doing. And she is simply lining up with his movement. She is simply following his lead. She puts her hand in his hand. And she puts her arm on his shoulder. And he is guiding. And he is making the way for the direction of the way they are going to go he sets the pace and he steers the movements he keeps his eyes scanning behind him and at the same time he's making sure he doesn't become a big oaf and steps on her feet also he is doing both at the same time he is working and she is simply not stepping not even moving but Gliding along at His direction with no worries. Jesus wants you and I to know that He is taking the lead. That He is working. That He is willing to work personally, in your life and in my life. He's willing to guide. And if we will hold His hand and if we will glide along, believe it or not, it's not too good to be true. It's true that there is a blessed invite to you and I today to glide along behind Jesus as He does the work. One preacher at camp a few years ago gave a beautiful analogy of our triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, how they just dance in harmony with one another. You understand the Holy Spirit does not lead the Christian to do anything that Jesus didn't say or contrary to Jesus. And the words we have of Jesus are given from the Father and He gave them unto us. And the Spirit doesn't contradict the Son and the Son doesn't contradict the Father. And they all dance in the harmony of truth all together. All things are easier when there's harmony and less heaviness. Jesus Christ has some harmony for you and I in our relationship with Him and less heaviness. Because are you with me this morning? When I ask you if life gets heavy, your home and your health can get very heavy, marriage and money has a lot of weight to it upon our lives, our responsibilities in life, and our relationships in life. We just can't even keep it together with our friends sometimes. And the friction that comes about, there's heaviness in life for the child of God and all of our responsibilities are heavy. And mismanagement of our responsibilities just sends them out of whack. And things become chaotic. And we don't know up from down and left from right sometimes. But it doesn't even have to be mismanagement. You can be walking along and doing things reasonably and sensibly. And next thing you know, just innocently, something we're just severed in some way. Some devastation comes into our life. And we can't even claim it is our fault. It's just a product of this fallen world. And we are suffering from this. These things happen and we can become overburdened. I look around in life today and I see God's people overburdened. And and the water is just coming up and they're on their tippy toes and it's about to go over their head. I see this in Christianity today among so many people. The mental anguish is just unbearable. Sometimes you look into someone's eyes and they just don't have a clear look and they don't have a clear thought. Because mentally there's too many things going on making them miserable. People are trying to meet their needs In their, in their own way, in their own ability, and that's never been part of God's plan. It's never His design that you become self-sufficient and independent and you do everything on your own. You won't find that in the Bible. You won't God tell, you won't have God telling you that. You won't have Him laying that heaviness on you. That you do it by yourself and you can do it and you can pick yourself up and you can make your own decisions and you can do it in your own Finite, limited mind. You'll never find the Word of God telling us that. You will never find the Word of God to tell you that you need to please God in your own ability. You'll never find Him saying that, that you need to measure up to me on your own independent from me, you please me, you'll never find it. That's not the plan. That's not the way it is. And so many people are religious in the world today. They're part of a religion that's trying to do something for for God. And they're becoming very miserable. And there are even Christians today who are becoming fatigued and becoming exhausted when it should be worship. And it should be, there should be some gliding going on, but they are unnecessarily spent in their lives. And there's many that fit that bill today. That's the niche of so many, maybe here today, definitely throughout Christianity. It's all you don't have to look hard to find a Christian who is wore out who is exhausted, who can't even think straight. But there's a remedy. There's a remedy for us this morning, child of God. Closely follow and carry less. I'm going to run the risk of breaking up these verses this morning unlike I've ever heard, unlike I've ever done before. But let's look at a remedy as we closely follow And carry less. Jesus says come unto me. All ye that labor. And are heavy laden. For all who have pressures upon their life. That's breaking them down. For all who have a bearing coming down on them. And it's very heavy. All who are tired. And feel like they're about to faint. You're at the end of your rope. You're exhausted. You don't know what else to do for those who are mentally just out there who can't grasp a solid thought. Those who have failed God in their walk with Him. Those who may be laying down after being tripped. You have tripped and you have fallen. Uh, God's Word is speaking to the Christian who has not got up from falling down yet. Look, you're not going to be totaled out. You're not cast in the junkyard. There is some collision repair. You may just need an alignment. And I'm telling you this morning, and God is telling you this morning, that Jesus is there to fix it. Jesus wants to fix you up. Jesus is inviting you and I to be fixed up. He has a remedy for you and I. He has warmly invited all of His people to be fixed up. Jesus says, come unto me. Come by my side. Christian, what are you doing out there in the dimness? Come on back. Come to me, I invite you. The Lord invites us by His side. The Lord invites us to closely follow Him. Many Christians today are coming up with the things in their own mind. And they're going forward and looking back and trying to hitch God like a trailer to their ideas. But Jesus says, get behind me. But get closely behind me. Come to me. I invite you to let me fix you up. You follow Me. And this invite goes out to all. There's an invite that we can understand for the lost. And there's an invite that we can understand for the saved. To those distant in darkness, lost in their sins. Come to Jesus and He will save you. He's inviting you here today that you might be saved from your sins. That you might have a home in heaven. That your guilt might be no more. That the Word of God and its conviction of letting you know you're lost, that changes when you come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's an invite that goes out to the lost. But there's also an invite that goes out to the saved. The saved who are sinking. The saved who are back in the mud in the miry clay. You don't belong there. That's not God's plan for you. We all might step there, but what are you doing staying there if that's where you are? Because God's not in that. God, That's not where God wants His children. Get closer to Jesus and quit juggling the load that is binding you up and bogging you down. Your labor is out of alignment. Your load is too heavy. God does not want you and I carrying a heavy load in life. He has a purpose for you and I, and it's not to be weighed down and to be bogged down with something that is too heavy for our shoulders. His shoulders are much stronger than yours are and mine are. And He's willing and wanting to take your load. He's wanting you to lay it upon Him. Like the kid that wanted to go fishing. But his fishing rod was all jammed up and in all kind of knots. He's like, I don't want to do this. I just want to fish. I'd rather go play than fix this. And then he has an idea. Dad, will you fix this mess of my fishing rod? Well, I go play? And then I'm going to go fishing. And God wants us to take our mess. And we're not going to play. We're going to serve His purpose. But He wants to take our mess and He wants to help us fix it. He doesn't want you and I to stew in it and to be in it over and over, ongoing. Your heavy load is too heavy for you. It's not meant for you. The Lord wants to take that from you. The Lord will not lay anything more on us than we can bear. There's one sense and that is true, but let's understand something. If we're not walking with the Lord and we're not giving Him our burdens, I guarantee you, you will have more upon you than you can bear. The understanding is give them to Him. We've got to lay them at Him. We've got to accept the invite, a loving invite for the child of God to give their needs and to give their pressures and give them to the Lord the plan for your life and my life is not for it to be strained and not for it to be pressured and for you and I not to be in this confused state of mind, but to get closer to Jesus and to carry less. You carry less by laying it on Him. You truly lay it on Him by faith. Someone says, I don't really understand and can connect that. Because we have to make our decisions. We have to do whatever we need to do in the situation. And that is true. But when you pray the prayer of faith, when you're truly depending on the Lord... And you have what you think is an impossible situation. You have no idea what decision to make. And you take it to the Lord. You're trusting that He's arranging things. And He's rearranging things. And He's opening your mind. And He is showing you a different angle of the situation that you're in. And He sees the load that you're bearing. And He helps you to make your decisions. You don't push a decision. And you don't force a decision. But, but it just smoothly comes about. The decision is just laid out before you. And you're able to make it because He has worked in the situation. We have decisions to make. And we're carrying a heavy load with them. And God wants to take this conglomeration and dismantle it and put it in order and put it back before you. And by faith, you see it. We have decisions to make. We have some delegating to do. Not everything is to be on you and to be on me. We have some delegating to do. We have some detachment to make. There's some detachments to make in our life. Some people are in relationships that they don't belong in and it's a bearing a heavy load on you and you are very miserable and you need to detach. You don't belong there. It's not in God's order. It's not in God's way. It's not pleasing to Him at all and you've got to detach. And if you will go to Him by faith, if you will take that load you are bearing, oh, on the surface you're enjoying it, but down deep there's a heaviness and you know it's wrong and you need to detach from a situation. And your almighty Lord says, come unto me. Amen. You come to me and I'm going to help. I'm going to sort this out for you so you can make this decision. There's some darkness that someone needs to turn from and it's, and it's a load that you have put upon yourself. And the Lord will help you to change that. Closely follow and carry less. Would you closely follow And carry less. The invite. Come unto me. All ye that labor. And are heavy laden. It's for the heavy hearted. You who are busy minded. Jesus says come unto me. All ye that labor. And are heavy laden. The one who is a hoarder of their burdens. You are hoarding them up. You've got them and you're hoarding them up. That's nothing to be proud of. And you're trying to bear under the pressure. That's opposition to what your Lord and Savior does in the sanctified life of His child. Give them unto me. Bring them to me. Do not hoard those things up. Jesus is very good at taking care of those things. I would say that's Jesus' niche, but everything good in our life is Jesus' niche that He can take care of. But He is very good at that. He is very good at taking your burdens. He is very willing to take your burdens. He is calling out. He is drawing in love for His people. He's looking at every one of you and He's searching in all your hearts and souls. And He's heartbroken by your heartbreak. Sometimes we're glad when someone else falls, but Jesus isn't that way. He hurts when you hurt. And He doesn't want it to go on. He wants to help and He wants to mend, and He wants to heal. Yes, He will leave you in a little bit of suffering every now and then. Yes, He will do that. But but it's for a season, and it's for a true purpose. But we're not meant to stay there forever. We're meant to glorify God, and magnify His Son, and show the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and we're to show ourselves strong in time of trouble to all of those around. It is not meant for you and I to... Try to take care of these things by ourselves. Jesus is good at relieving his children. Would you come to Jesus for some relief today? Would you come to Jesus with your heavy weight and carry less by the power of faith through faith in him? Will you trust him? Will you believe what Jesus says when when he's looking? And He sees those that are laboring, those that are exhausted, those who are heavy laden, those with a heavy load. Will you give it to Him? That's what He's doing. He's searching in all of our lives and He wants that. He wants to make things more manageable in our lives. I'm telling you, when we get close to Jesus and we give Him those things, we glide behind Him. We glide behind Him and we carry less as He works. Jesus works. In your tough times, in your difficulty right now, Jesus works. Jesus is at work in your life. And He wants to work that much more. If you will surrender to Him, if you will take that load and you will give it to Him, there's a remedy. There's a remedy, okay? But there's not only a remedy, there's a rest, There's a rest. Jesus says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. I will give you rest. That's not talking about heaven. Sure, there's rest in heaven, but we're talking about right now in this life. Rest in this life. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Sometimes I have comfortable shoes on this morning. But sometimes my dress shoes aren't so comfortable. And they're the ones that lace up. Why do I keep buying lace up shoes? They're the ones that are more uncomfortable. And sometimes I have them on every now and then from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And as my feet swell, I feel like they are coming up through the holes that my laces are going through. And when I get home at 9 o'clock at night and I take my shoes off and I make all these dramatic sound effects... And my family rolls their eyes at me saying I'm just so extra. That's teenage terminology. You're so extra, Dad. You're so extra, Kenneth. I don't care. Because I am relieved. Doesn't it feel good to take your shoes off after a long day? I don't mean for it to be TMI here, but then you've got to take your socks off. Oh man, that is relief. And spiritually, in our lives, Jesus wants to give us relief. He wants to relieve the child of God. He wants you to have these blessed intermissions of relief. Sure, we have fights to fight and we have hills to climb and it makes us better and it makes us stronger and Jesus is making us worth something through these things. But oh, the blessed intermissions of relief when we come to our Lord seeing we're nothing, seeing we can't do it and He is everything and He cares and He's interested and He's personally interested and He personally knows and He knows what you're going through and He knows how you feel and He invites you to come to Him that He might give you rest. There must be rest. Jesus promises to give rest to the sinner who's guilty in their sins, who have never received Jesus, who have played with the foolishness of evolutionary belief, or some cult, or some religion they've been deceived by. Jesus says, come unto Me, and I'll give you rest. And I'll save you. Jesus says to the servant of God, it's time to refresh your soul. It's time for a refreshing. Come unto me and I will give you rest. The cell phone just goes young and old. We use it all day long. Email, text, phone calls, calendar. I burn that calendar up. About eight years ago, a preacher said, My life is in here. And I said, I will never have it that way. Guess what? If my calendar goes out, I'm sorry I missed your appointment. Sorry I didn't sorry I didn't pray with you at the hospital. I mean, we count on that. We use it over and over. We text. The teenagers use something more cool for messaging. Texting's out of style and it's old with them. You don't text them, they won't text you back. But if you'll do this other thing, this newer way of communicating, they'll they'll respond to you. All right. So so whether we're seasoned or whether we're young, we're burning up that phone and we're using that phone all day. And then we lay it down to rest all night and we plug it in so it can be charged so we can use it again. It's going to go black and it's going to go blank. It's going to say low battery and then 3%, 2% and you're gone. And some people are like, "Ah, oh, that's my everything. It's got to be recharged. Has to be empowered again. And Jesus isn't impressed with you and I burning both ends of the candle. But serving Him and coming to Him for rest. Suffering with Him, suffering in things, but coming to Him for rest. Serving Him and going through things that we go through in life and being a minister to others and being a witness to others and dealing with the problems of others and lifting up our brothers and sisters in Christ and bearing one another's burdens, but coming back to Him for rest. He wants to, He wants to refresh our soul. He wants us to be to find rest with Him and to be coupled together. Collect strength and coupled together with Him. Taking His yoke upon us. There's a way of working wise and living life wisely. I look at some of my many mentors, spiritual mentors in life, and I see them doing things slowly but doing things in a very smart way and being more productive than me running around like a one arm wallpaper hanger and not getting things done wisely. I'm telling you, we got to regroup with Jesus. We can't do it on our own. We can't handle our burdens on our own. We need Him. We need to be able to do things slower and smarter instead of quicker and thoughtless. The first time I ever preached these verses in a completely different way. It was the Sunday after Hurricane Ike, or at least the first Sunday back in the church building after Hurricane Ike. And man, did we slow down and spent time with family. I might hold the record in here. No power for 17 days. Did anybody beat me? It's not a competition. I'm just saying. I was way out of power for a long time. Man, we would just crack those windows at night and all lay on the bed together, the whole family across one bed, and spend time together and talk and play games. We need to slow down. Jesus is calling us to slow down and go at His pace. Go according to the strength that He gives you and I. Let him give you rest. Get in the yoke with Jesus. The young ox has plenty of energy. And you know he has plenty of his own ideas. But he's going to make a mess out of things on his own. And he doesn't know how to do what he's supposed to do. But when he gets in that yoke, this wooden device that holds them together, and he's got that seasoned wise ox he tries to do his own thing for a while but next thing you know all he can do is what the wise ox is doing and he learns and he becomes productive and he sees a purpose he sees his purpose and he follows that wiser ox and life exhausts you and I in our own ability We're going to make a mess out of things. And we're overmatched with life if we're not in the yoke with Jesus. It's designed that you and I would be overmatched with life outside of the yoke of Jesus. It's not going to work. It's not going to work if we're not coupled together with the Lord Jesus Christ and in His yoke. Because I'm telling you that Jesus works. Jesus works. You're working and and it's good to work for the Lord and it's good to try to work through our troubles, but not on our own. We need to take it to the One who can work it out. We need to take it to the One who sees the best end. We need to take it to the One who sees our best interest. We need to give it to the One who works. He works in us. He works through us. He works with us. And when we're coupled together... Following His lead. He's going to work it out in our lives. There's going to be more harmony. There's going to be less heaviness. And that's what He's calling all to. Look, there's a remedy. There's a real relationship. Come to the teacher for a life under control. Jesus says, Learn of Me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, And ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Read that over and over and over and try to absorb what he's saying here. And Lord, help me to just get a little part of this across for myself and, and for the people. To live and manage life with priorities in order and problems given over. Look, this is an art. And it's not something we're born able to do. This is something that we have to be taught by Jesus. Jesus is a teacher. He's Lord and Savior, and He's teacher. He doesn't leave you alone till He till you go to heaven. He's teacher, and He wants to teach us the art of giving these things over to Him. In our pride, we want to do it ourselves, and we can handle it ourselves, and we want to brag about what we've done when it's not even what God wanted to do. And He says, "Come unto Me, learn." of me learn my way learn this art by watching me and getting in the yoke with me you know what we see here in all of this we see that we need a deeper foundation than ourselves we see that we need a deeper foundation than ourselves to the self sufficient to the independent out there. We need a deeper foundation. We need a deeper source of strength. We need an almighty help. We desperately need it. And we have a Lord and Savior who's willing. Who is calling. And He's saying, bring these things unto me. We, we, we push and we fret. And we frown and we strain. in all the things that we go through. And Jesus says, learn of me. For I am meek and lowly. In heart, How about going through the things that we go through in life and we learn the art of His meekness and His lowliness? These are spiritual qualities. They're not human qualities. They're not something we can try. We can't try to be meek and lowly, but we can come and learn from Him. And the art is mastered through our Master and through our Teacher, the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't try to attempt these things, but trust Him and lean on Him at must be given by the teacher who possesses these qualities, who is meek and lowly. Uh, Someone has said this is the only time that Jesus has described his character when he says he is meek and lowly. And he teaches that to you and I. That sounds like gliding, doesn't it? That sounds more like gliding than fretting. That sounds more like gliding than forcing. We must increase in knowledge and it must come from the foundation of the true teacher. You know, the the young ox, he starts to look like the wise ox. And he starts to act like the one who is wiser than him. And many Christians aren't looking like Jesus today. And we can. Many Christians are looking like they're struggling against Jesus, struggling against their Savior. And this blessed invite is the message today that we wouldn't struggle against him, but that we would run to him and submit to him. That's the only way to receive the fresh refreshing. That's the only way to survive. That's the only way to receive this rest. We desperately need rest for our souls and the only way to acquire it is by coming to Jesus. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Christian life is not meant to be difficult and it's not meant to be weary. If the Chris, it's the Christian who makes it that way, if they are continually in that way. We cause our life to get out of alignment when we try to align it ourselves and we're actually out of control. Life can get so uncomfortable for us in and of ourselves, but Jesus says, my yoke is easy. Jesus doesn't have one universal size. One size fits all. That's not Jesus' yoke. His yoke is well-fitting. His yoke is personally well-fitting. His yoke is tailor-made and different for everyone in this room. It is easy. It is well-fitting for you. It doesn't pinch. It doesn't bind. It doesn't stab. It doesn't hurt you. It's not harsh upon you. He promises blessings in the yoke with Him. Would you get in the yoke with Jesus today if you're not? how could we, we all are familiar with this blessed invitation. Is there anyone here today who's not in the yoke with Jesus? And let's close by figuring out why. Maybe you already know why. And maybe I can't help you figure out why. But is it for a carnal reason? We talked about the temporary pleasures of sin for a moment this this past week. Is it a carnal reason? I mean, we know the end of it is tragic. We know that sin is deceiving. But... Is there a carnal reason why we're not in the yoke with Jesus? Are we, is there someone here loving something and, 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 and you're on the outskirts of the fellowship and, and, but then you're just fine with it is what you're thinking because you're loving something, loving something that's going to hurt you, loving something that's dark, loving something that shouldn't be there. Is it a carnal reason? Is it a control reason? Because we can be control freaks. I mean to the point that I know Jesus can do it better. I know if I let Him take over, that it will be good, and He will be great, and He will do much better than I will do. All I'm going to do is make a disaster out of it. But you understand, I have to have control. That is my norm. It's out of my comfort zone. Look down my family line. It's in their bloodstream. I have to have control. You can tell Jesus about that. There was something that I really, 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 really wanted out of my life. After I was saved. I actually wanted it out of my life before I was saved. I had enough common sense to say this is devastating to me. It's devastating to my family. I don't want it. And I went back to this thing nine times at least. And when I got saved, there's something I really, really wanted out of my life. And Jesus helped me to take it away. Is it something carnal? Will you go to Jesus and say, this has a hold on me. I know I'm loving it. And I ask in your power, I do submit myself to you. I accept this invite to lay my burdens on you, to lay my life on you. And and please give me the strength to get rid of this. Is it control? Lord, I'm in a tight spot. And I need you to take this control freak and give it all to you. Make this a constant work in my life, Lord. Are you calloused? Why aren't we in the yoke with Jesus? Why does the Christian not accept this blessed invite? And why aren't we there if we're not? Is it a callousing? Is there something that has happened in your life and you just can't get over the fact that there's an almighty God who can control all things and yet it happened? And we're blaming Him. It could be our very own fault. It could be something that was a cause of our decisions and our actions outside of the yoke with Him. If it's something that He did allow that He could have stopped and it's not your fault, can you know that you know that you know that He is your Redeemer and that He is doing a great work in it? Look what happened to Job. Has your trouble surpassed that? But Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And he sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Is it a carnal reason? Is it control? Are you calloused? For the one here this morning who has never been saved. I know what it is for you. You're condemned. You're condemned. Jesus said that He didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through through Him. And I wish people that only preached on that verse would preach... The next verse, which says the reason why Jesus didn't come to condemn. It's because those who are not in Christ are condemned already. We cannot get in the yoke with Jesus. We can't do any of these things because of condemnation from the first man, sin Adam, that passed upon the rest of us. But in Jesus, there is no condemnation. No condemnation. To those who are in Jesus. Is there one here this morning that has never trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior? Because though Jesus didn't come to condemn, the reason why is because all are condemned already that haven't come to Him. The curse of sin. The death penalty of hell. Separation from God forever. Would you trust Jesus this morning? and my brothers and sisters in Christ, my, my livelihood, my family. Is there one here this morning that you figured out what's keeping you from being in the yoke with Jesus? Would you, would you get in it? Would you get in it? And would you help me to stay there and encourage me and us encourage one another and let Him take over? Don't keep that heavy load upon your life. If it destroys you, you have to pass up a blessed invite from Jesus who says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Let us pray. Lord, Father in heaven, we come before you this morning and we thank you, dear God, for your words. We thank you, Lord, Lord, For your love for us. Lord, the way you draw us to you to be saved. And then the way you draw us to walk with you closely, dear God. Lord, I thank you that you have a purpose for us that we can know. And that is to glorify your holy name and to magnify your holy son. And dear God, that you want to strengthen us and give us joy to do so. And Lord, you know what life lays upon us. You know the heavy burdens that we can fall under. And dear God, may we give them to you. Lord God, I accept the invite this morning. I accept the invite to give you my burdens, dear God. Those things that I have held on to, I give them to you, Lord. Help me to give them to you. Lord, as I spend time with you, Lord, help me to take those things. Search my heart And help me to know what is robbing me and holding me back from coming to you. What am I loving? Or what am I trying to do on my own? Or what am I bitter about, Lord? Help me, dear God. Save the lost, dear God. The lost that are on their way to hell without you in a Christless eternity. Save them from all their sins, dear God. Make them a child of God today.